Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know that having the audacity to see an ideal and bring it into reality while breaking generational habits of hustle can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired. Today, we are continuing our conversation around holiday happiness hijackers, and we're talking about something that I am surprised I have not yet covered on this podcast because I coach on it with clients inside the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator a couple days a week, if not every session. This tool, this distinction that I'm giving you in this episode, it's not only going to help you melt away all of the holiday frustration and fighting, but it's going to help you throughout your whole life. What are we talking about? The ultimate mind parasite expectation. In this episode, I am going to be covering all the ways that expectation is causing disappointments and frustrations, and I am giving you the courageous antidotes to this victim mindset around expectations. By you learning this, you will remove 95% of the holiday stress expectations and fighting with your family, at least 95%. Yes, it is that powerful. What I love about this distinction is that it works equally wonderful in corporate and workplace environments as it does with your spouse. Expectations versus agreements. Companies pay me to go in and give half-day or full-day workshops to their executive teams. And when clients inside the accelerator will be having a fight with their spouse, when I share with them this distinction, they're like, my relationship has just improved so much from using this. So let's get into it. I first want to ask you if any of these statements sound familiar. These aren't things that you necessarily say to someone else, but they're things that you subconsciously probably catch yourself thinking. I expect my partner to make me feel wanted and desirable. I expect my kids to make me feel loved and appreciated. I expect my family to make me feel celebrated and worthy for bringing money home. I expect my employees to make me feel respected. Those are just common ones that I noted from sessions I coached yesterday. It feels shitty when expectations are put on us. No human being was put on earth to live up to the expectations of anyone else. A lot of clients inside the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator will talk about how much expectations were put on them growing up from their parents about getting good grades and 
going to a certain school or getting married or being part of the family religion. And everyone agrees it's a really miserable situation. So when it comes to the holidays, an area where you have such an incredible opportunity, well, I'm going to be sharing many opportunities that you can have. But the first example that I wanted to share with you of how you can use the distinction of expectations versus agreements is when it comes to someone staying in your house. Let's say your in-laws are staying with you over Thanksgiving. There's wet towels on the floor of the bathroom. Their clothes are sort of everywhere. Like they put their jackets in the middle of the couch. When they get home, there's these little piles you notice in your house. And you believe as guests, they should be picking up after themselves. Now, that is not your in-laws MO. You're just presuming that as guests, they should know this. This is a clear area where there is not a mutual agreement. There's an expectation. And that expectation is causing you to get frustrated and feel resentful and maybe being a little bit passive aggressive and snippy with them. Now, an alternative to this to come into agreement and to have a holiday that is in harmony is that a request can be made. This is something that you can do before, which we'll get into later in this episode, or you can do after. If it's before your in-laws are going to stay with you, you can ask them if, hey, can we talk about what it's going to be like when you come and stay with me? Or if they're there, you can say, hey, I have a request. And then your in-laws, let's say, hey, I have a request. Oh, hey, yeah. What is it, CLG? Hey, I have a request that when you're done in the bathroom, can you please either put the towels on this towel rack or put them in the hamper over here. Hey, I have a request. When you come home, can you please either take your jacket back to your room with you or hang it on this hook right here? A request can be made and then the other person, they can agree whether or not they want to honor that request. Your in-law could be like, sorry, I have arthritis in all of my hands and it hurts too much for me to lift up the towel when it's wet and heavy. But once it's dry, I'll totally hang it up for you. (laughs) If you guys both agree, you have made an agreement with each other. I was very specific when I was giving you those examples because a strong agreement is one that is specific. There isn't vagueness and that you make some distinctions. A crappy agreement would be like, hey, will you be home for dinner? And then your in-laws that are staying with you say, yeah, sure, that's cool. And then they leave for the day. You're resentful because it's dinner time and they're not home yet. So let's say you didn't clarify what time dinner was. At your house, you eat at 5. Your in-laws, they eat at 8 p.m. Also, maybe let's say that when Your idea of them being home for dinner is them actually being home and cooking with you and helping to set the table and to be out back grilling on the barbecue with you. Do you see what I mean? What are the expectations? And by you making that request, you give the other person the opportunity for you to be satisfied and for you to reduce so much conflict. And a great way, if you're new to this whole expectations versus agreement distinction, is You can say, when you make your request, would that work for you? A request is not an expectation that we're phrasing as a question. The the steps that I outlined for you around an agreement is two people in their sovereignty and in their agency coming together, having a, a collaborative conversation 
And a strong agreement is when specifics are identified so the other person knows what it is that they are agreeing to. It's a very calm, very simple tool for you to use. That hypothetical situation with the in-laws and leaving the wet towels on the floor, there's no frustration. There's no charge. Like there's no hidden agenda and there's no judgment. It, it's really just a genuine coming together for a collaborative solution. You might be thinking, CLG, it seems too simple. How could it be that easy? But here's the thing. It's not easy. It takes courage. What is easy is to just walk around all day with your head full of expectations and therefore disappointments. Because when you expect things, it puts the burden on other people to come through and live up to what you expect. And it's cowardly and it disconnects you from the true source of your inner power to communicate boldly, to shape events in your life with requests and agreements. Like it is way easier to just expect that things are going to happen for you. And then when they don't, guess what you get to do? You get to indulge in anger and frustration and disappointment and martyrdom and bitterness about how people are letting you down. I think Byron Katie put it best when she said that sadness is a tantrum. It's a rejection of what is and a childish strike against reality. The cool part about not having expectations is that when you have expectations of your spouse, your employees, or even of yourself, there's only two things that can happen. One, your expectations are met, which means that you feel nothing because it was what you expected. Or what happens is the other person doesn't live up to your expectations or you don't live up to your expectations. That's something that is so super common with perfectionists is that we set these sky-high expectations for ourselves and then we don't measure up and then we get severely disappointed with ourselves. There are a lot of very disappointed perfectionists in the world because of this toxicity called expectations. When you are approaching with an expectation, there's going to be some subconscious pushback or rebellion. A lot of us did this in our childhood. I know I did this. Like I got my belly button pierced when I was like 15 because I was expected not to have any piercings on me. So of course I rebelled. When we put these expectations on ourselves, that's when our subconscious sort of wants to rebel against and will self-sabotage. At home, I see this with a lot of clients inside the accelerator where they are expecting things to be done a specific way, like a specific way that they like the dishwasher to be loaded. That can be a major source of conflict with their partner because we all know that it doesn't feel good to try and live up to someone else's expectations. It can feel like a demand that is put on you, and that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. When you move from expectations to agreements, when you decide to use this distinction, you are taking an active role and being responsible for your own feelings. You are no longer emotionally outsourcing like we covered in episode 165. A question that I get a lot is, will CLG how is it possible to have no expectations of people that you care so much about? And especially with the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah, those are my favorites. Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. Clients inside the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator have learned to do this, and you can too. You can learn how to go home, to walk into your house, and to be carrying absolutely no expectations 
of anyone in your home. When you have no expectations, the only thing that's possible is a fresh adventure. You get to have continuous surprise and delight. If your partner does something kind for you, that's just a nice surprise. If your partner says something super appreciative and you didn't expect anything, then you are living in pure delight. Now, on the other side, if your partner says something rude, it doesn't floor you. It doesn't sting because you didn't expect anything. And it is way easier for you to get to neutral if you actually start in neutral because you're already there. What most perfectionists and type A people do is they spend most of their emotional lives fighting to get from I'm upset, I'm bothered, I'm agitated to get back down to neutral so they can actually have a civil conversation with someone. It is much easier to be accepting of others when you begin with acceptance. And acceptance begins when you are free of expectations. When you don't expect anything to begin with, you can flow with whatever happens during the holidays. The absolutely best part is your family and friends starts realizing that, hey, you're never disappointed in them. That gives them such freedom to relate to you in open and positive ways. For yourself, the beauty of shifting away from expectations is that you shift away from being at the mercy and at the effect of everyone else. You get to be in charge of your own happiness, of your own prosperity, of your inner peace, of your personal energy. You get to be in charge again. But what happens if you set an agreement with someone and they're not holding up their end of the bargain? When someone's not living up to your expectations, that is guaranteed going to be a difficult conversation. You end up procrastinating and putting off that conversation. If I'm checking in with you on how our agreement is doing because it doesn't seem to be working, that's a much smoother conversation because you're not making the other person wrong. You're not saying, why aren't you doing this? You're going into that and you're being curious and you're saying, hey, why is our agreement not holding up? Like with the in-laws, it's like, hey, what's happening here? You're leading with curiosity instead of contempt. And you're saying, what's the missing piece here that you and I together get to fix? It eliminates the blame and it it eliminates you procrastinating those difficult conversations because they're no longer difficult anymore. The three areas to look at to see where you have some expectations that you can convert into agreements is expectations, one, that you have of other people. Do you have expectations of guests that are staying at your house? Do you have expectations of your spouse watching the kids so that you can go to your perfectionism coaching sessions? Do you have expectations of your children and them helping out around the house? The second way to look at expectations is what are expectations that people might have with you that you get to be proactive and have the conversation with them into agreement. Maybe it's your extended family and how much time you're going to be spending with them. Maybe you're coming home for the holidays, you're traveling, and there's a lot of people that you want to see. There's an opportunity for you to get into agreement about what people are going to be seeing and how much time you're actually going to be spending at home. And then the last area is... Looking at where you have expectations with yourself and instead of having those expectations, converting them into agreements and personal internal commitments. 
This is an exercise that I do with clients inside both the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator and Perfectionism Optimized. Those are two one-on-one coaching programs that I offer. The client will list their disappointments. I'll have them make a list of people that you're disappointed in and then also make a list of things that you're disappointed in, also you're disappointed in with yourself. And in this session, what we do, it's super fun, is we convert these disappointments into expectations. I get to show you that every disappointment in your life is coming from an expectation. We convert the disappointment into the expectation, find out what those were, and then we convert those expectations into agreements. And when we do that, life becomes creative and interactive. Now you have momentum instead of expectations and disappointments because expectations and disappointments, that is just a victim's life. That is just a reaction life. And that is um, not what we're here for. Instead, you get to create agreements with yourself and have a life of momentum and fun and action where you can be really proud of yourself no matter what is happening because you are no longer setting up these skyscraper expectations with yourself and feeling disappointed all the time. And in fact, you actually end up achieving way more by getting rid of your expectations altogether, which tends to blow my clients' minds. I invite you to check inside of your core four pillars, your person, your peace, your presence, and your prosperity, to do an inventory on the different areas where you have expectations that might lead to frustration and to think about how you might transform those expectations into agreements. And if you want to take this learning deeper, if you want custom support for your own expectations versus agreements, and if you want to be able to ask questions, if you want to be able to remove some of the obstacles in the way that listening to the podcast on its own doesn't do for you, then you can always join us inside the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator. All you need to do to join is to go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash accelerator and you can get started.